Oh, hello there. Welcome to the Food and Movies Podcast. It's the podcast where we investigate the intersection between food and movies. I'm your host, Paul. That's my friend, Jeremy. Chair, what's the movie this week? Well, hey there. Uh, we are doing... Uh, well, we said... What did we say? I think last week we said we were going to do something, and then we... Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious yeah. Bastards. We called an audible... I uh, just felt the food wasn't, there are a couple of great food scenes, but not enough to really carry an entire podcast. So out of our ass, we pulled this movie, uh, Burnt. Burnt. Starring Bradley Cooper's variable hairline. Um, yes, it is. It is burnt. And I feel burnt. You feel burnt? But we'll get into that in a second. For those of you who are new to the podcast, <laughs> The usual format of the podcast is that Jeremy and I will have an introduction and then discuss all the instances of food in popular movies, and we overthink them, tell jokes, and go on tangents. And then we have, at the end, a wrap-up and a food awards. But this happens to be an anomaly because this is a movie about food, and so there was literally too many instances of food to really read into. So we're just going to go ahead and, I guess, review the entire movie as a food movie. Um, yeah, and that's that's how we're going to attack this, people. I, like, I don't know what to tell you. There's not a whole lot here that we could really <laughs> opine on. We did our best, and we'll do our best, but uh, we'll see how this goes. You know, this because we are establishing a new genre of film criticism here, people. This is improvisational film criticism based on food. So this is improvisational food film criticism. We invented it. There are no rules yet, so, uh, you know, give us a little slack on this. So I will give this movie credit for one thing. Mm -hmm. It killed a genre of chef-related shenanigans that um, I actually am grateful to this movie. The whole, like, uh, angry, disgruntled, yep. uh, alcoholic, middle-aged, middle weird chef. Like, this yeah. kind of was the straw that broke the camel's back. Yep. It was like one. I don't believe Bradley Cooper has this character. Nope. Um, I, I don't get me wrong. I like Bradley Cooper and his, you know, mysterious hairline. Hey, um, handsome guy, good yeah, looking dude, good looking know. fella. Has done some great movies. Likeable, uh, good smile, beautiful yeah. eyes. Let's go. Yeah, great eyes. Oh my god. Uh, but and and also like there are other actors I like in this movie. Sienna Miller is kind of cool. She's done oh, some good stuff. Beautiful. Uh, yep. Daniel Brühl, I don't know what the umlaut there. Um, oh, I love the ruling of the R on that one, though. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not German, or he's like born in Brazil or something, or Spain. Mm -hmm. But uh, he's been in some good... He was in that uh, Chris Hemsworth for uh, racing movie where he played uh, Nicky Lauda. So he's been in some good stuff. He's a good actor. It had like... It had a cast. Oh, yeah. Like it had a cast of people. Like Bro, Uma, Uma Thurman had Uma, uh, 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 Emma Thompson was in it. I mean, yeah, it had a it, cast. Oh, it, it had uh, uh, what's her name? The uh, Tomb Raider chick, R Rona Mitra. No, no, <laughs> she, she was all, she was also in um, in De in Ex Machina, the the hot robot. Uh, oh, the hot robot from Ex Machina. Yeah, Alicia Vikander. Yeah. That's her. She she was the, she was the, played Bradley Cooper's ex. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Alicia. Yeah. She. I didn't know she was in Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, Lily James got cut out of this thing. She was fully in this as well. 
Lily James. I don't. Was she actually in the? Was she cut in out of the movie? She had she, her role was reduced to a cameo, I believe, but she had a role in it, and then it was just like Matthew Reese was in there as the the antagonist chef. Oh, I, I liked him. I actually liked him, and his he's name always good. His yeah. name was Montgomery Reese, so they yeah. didn't even like they didn't even bother to write a second. Like that's how I, I'm trying to figure out how this movie. Like it was the high. I, it, this was the height when we were talking during when we watched. Um, right. Uh, Ratatouille. We were talking yeah. about the like chef, the sexy chef movies. Yeah. Um, one being, and and one that I actually enjoyed was Chef, the the John Favreau movie. Um, yeah. Like that movie. One day maybe we will do that movie. But this movie was kind of the antithesis to that movie. That movie was like very feel good, and he wasn't that much of a prick. He kind of lost his mind a couple times. But this movie, yeah. Bradley Cooper was like a sociopath. Um, and, right. and the people around him were sociopaths and then it made for a very unbelievable narrative to me. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. This movie, it, this felt like a committee made this movie from the start to the finish. Everything about it felt like a committee. There was nothing interesting about it. It had a very formal old schools, Hollywood three act structure with True. all of the trappings and everything. And I mean, it but really had. Sorry, good. No, no, no. Keep going. Sorry, I got excited. Well, I, yeah, I, I was just like the thing I noticed about this. By the way, just for the people listening, if, if you haven't seen the movie, it's burnt. It's about Bradley Cooper. He plays a disgraced chef who has been kicked out of his Paris um, restaurant where he was mentored by a very great chef. Does mm-hmm. penance in New Orleans? Shucking oysters. They say he shucked like a thousand oysters, something like that. A million, probably a million, million, a million oysters. He said a million oysters. Yeah, a million oysters. Then now it's his redemption story. He goes back to try to redeem himself. You know, there's a love interest. There's a rival chef. Every single cliche you can think of in like an old school Hollywood movie, they stuffed into this film about a chef. And I think we're at a point now where audiences are so sophisticated that if you just come at them with something this simple and traditional, we just think it's basic. We just think we're being... Uh, condescended to at this point like this this kind of this this type of movie kind of insults our intelligence now i think i see i don't think it was simple enough see i'm gonna go i'm gonna go at you another angle let's and and let's if we're if we have time and we're gonna dick around why not yeah yeah, Um, let's look at a film uh that i thought was actually quite good uh the Mm. revenant you remember The Revenant, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hardy? I do. Also a great food film because the bear tries to eat Leo, which right. I think most people want One, to try to do. Yeah. We, should, we should do a cannibalism episode at some point or a sure. bear eating people episode. But The yeah. Revenant in and of itself is a very simple story. Guy leaves a place. Guy goes far away. Guy comes back to a place. Guy leaves a place again. Gets revenge. Mm. Story over. Like very quick, very simple story. This movie could have been very simple. It could have been... Chef redeems himself and seeks third Michelin star. That was what right. it should have been. But they kept adding things. Yep. Like they they kept adding in um like and and they would just do it off the cuff like I cared. When when he met Uma Thurman to go and sabotage the restaurant, she's like, "Oh, I'm a lesbian and why did I hook up with you?" It's like, "Well, why did you even why? Who cares?" I don't yeah. you're your sexual identity, while you know, maybe. no, no, Jer, Jer, I, I was going to say this is a cliche. I shouldn't have said simple. I should have said formulaic. Yes, the word. 
So okay. if if you notice that like this like this script was clearly written to attract a star like a Tom Cruise level star. Yeah. And in a Tom Cruise Mel Gibson type movie, every chick has to want to bang that movie. It has to be expressed somehow. Yeah, even to, the, to 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 create the hero myth. You know what I mean? And so even the lesbians, you know, <laughs> even the lesbians want to bang this guy. You know what I mean? But this guy who's ter- who's got a terrible personality. He's not very charismatic. He's just an asshole. Know? He was an yeah. asshole the entire yeah, film. Yeah. Like I didn't believe his redemption. I didn't Ooh. believe much about him. And I, once again, I like Bradley Cooper. I kind of thought that this movie was Bradley Cooper being like, I like cooking. Why don't I make a cooking movie? And then he went out and got, cause the director is the guy who did like, so he's, he's a big TV guy. Um, yeah. like this is, he, he has not made a movie since this. It's right. It's all been TV. Yeah. The, but the director's a well-respected TV director. Don't get me wrong. Yes, he um, is. But. It's almost like he was kind of just sitting in the chair while Bradley Cooper was like, and then we're going to make the the Swedish guy in love with me because I'm yeah. Bradley Cooper. Like, which another well, another plot point, which made no point, no sense, did not move the plot forward whatsoever. The fact that Tony Bellardi was in love with Brad Daniel Jones. Like, the, yeah, they just... Brought that up. Gay, gay guys like him. Lesbians like him. Smoking hot chicks like him. You yeah. know what I mean? It made no sense to me. And then it, it kind of only reason they did that, it seems, was to validate having the therapist. Because I bet you they signed her. And we're like, we don't have a role for her. Like, Yeah. We'll make a therapist. Because if I were an editor, I would have cut, it, cut that entire therapy thing out. Well, here's why I think you're right about that, and which I like to say a lot. Jeremy's right about a lot of things, people at home. But uh, <laughs> not not about what's dairy and what isn't. But otherwise, right. yeah. Other than that, he's got a pretty good record of what's right and wrong. But um, I'm so glad you pointed that therapist character out because I immediately when I first started watching this movie, everything. All the information is transmitted verbally through a dialogue, which is the yeah. lowest level you can give information. And every single character. Remember back in Paris when you did that thing back in we were working together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't forgotten that, man. You know what, what did I, mean? I do? Well, you yeah. did this. And it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, all right. OK. Yeah. yeah. And then like and, death, and, death. And, and all their backstories, all the information is just blurted out verbally in a very direct, stupid way. And so the, the having the therapist there. Basically to tell us, if we haven't figured it out, what this man is literally feeling as he's going through this movie. It's just the lowest level, most base way to make a film and deliver information. I just really hated it. It's like breaking the... It's Instead of having an ancient Greek chorus, which yeah. is a very viable way of doing it because sometimes you need to fast forward the story. It's mm. just like you're breaking the fourth wall every 20 minutes just to be like, oh, just in case you didn't know, this is... Montgomery Reese, his, uh, you know, his biggest rival chef, and they did work together, and they hung yeah. out together, and they had some good times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and and listen, you can do that in a funny way, but it has to be a. Like, I think there is a modernity to filmmaking that's going on now, which is much more sophisticated. And this is an old school. I think this is when we realized that certain movies were just too old now. Like this is an old school movie and we, we don't accept it anymore. It's just too base. I, I mean. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if um, like, I just, I think they just rushed the writing or they were, they 
didn't have good writing. I don't know who wrote this. I think it's mostly the writing. I think that just the script is not very good. It's so much cliche and yeah, just everything, especially the like, I'm glad you pointed out the lesbian scene. I'm a lesbian and I slept with you. Like, come on, man. Really? You guys got to throw that out there. Just yeah. going to be like, like, okay, I guess we are idiots then. I guess we are. Okay. Well, even the like opening, idiots, like, the opening line of the film was like, I did all this and here's my story and I'm giving yeah. you my backstory. So now I'm shucking oysters and this scene ridiculous. is now irrelevant because I'm yeah. done and I'm going to London. Like it's like the last day. Oh, last... We got it. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yes. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's go ahead. the last season of Game of Thrones. It's just like, yeah. let's rush through everything just so we can get the story. Like mm. finalize the story. It would, So... I, there, I've, I'm going to be honest with you. I've watched this movie many, 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 many times. I you don't have. Know, I don't know why. I have no. Every well, time I let's, watch, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk, like what what do you think you get out of it though? Nothing. No, you do though. You you watch it for when you're feeling something or you want to feel something. You watch this movie. So what is that I, feeling? <laughs> well, um, should I describe re- it slowly? Recline black. No, there are some <laughs> movies that you just watch a lot. I don't know why. Like the first Fast and Furious movie, I've seen that movie more times than I care to admit. Not a great movie. Has very. Could, could little... I just interject quickly? There's a great connection with that movie with this movie when the guy says, "The only time I really feel like I belong is when I'm cooking in the kitchen." Very similar to Vin Diesel. You know, he's the only time he feels alive is when he's I live, going. I live my life quarter mile. I live yeah. my life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah, Nothing else says, matters. <laughs> he says that's the for for like this much seconds. I'm free. And then they mean? also have the and then they also have the shameless plugs. Like in yeah. in Fast and the Furious, it's like you can have any beer you want as long mm. as it's a Corona. In this movie, they do a whole. There's literally a scene at a Burger King that I think is just a plug for Burger King. I was gonna. It's in my notes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll live, but then we'll go. We'll, we'll we'll go through the notes. No, but, no, we're not going through every. Oh, we're not doing it scene by scene. We can't. Let's just okay. Let's so just so then, blur it out. Just let's bring. Think, let's bring up yeah. our. Oh, I like this free form yeah. episode. Yeah, we're just gonna free form this. One. But you're right. I'm, the first time you see the Burger King logo, it's when he sees uh, his boy. I think Michael was his name. Um, Michelle. Yeah. The, the Michelle. He sees the, his boy. His sous chef. Burger King logo next to him, and then when he meets uh, his was it sienna miller or the other chick one of the smoking hot chicks ladies young ladies sorry. he meets sienna miller yeah. at the burger king and at then he the burger explains king. why she burger makes king fun is... of him and then yes he he, he defends burger king she's like it's cheap cheap cuts of meat with too much salt and too much fat he's like you just described every peasant food and known to man it's like yeah. no that's like maybe four or five peasant foods known <laughs> like easy easy it's a, it's not a bad point it's yeah, not yeah. a bad point. Like no. beef bourguignon has a lot of sodium. Um, right. uh, uh, it says goulash. Goulash has sodium. Uh, goulash is fatty. Like it's a, these are heavy peasant dishes, but they're like whatever you have in the kitchen, make it. Burger King's not quite that. I wouldn't go that far because you still like it's mass produced food. So yeah. I I don't know. I I get what he's trying to say, but. I think it was a stretch just to get Burger King to give them money to make this film. Burger King definitely gave money to make this film. That oh, yeah. Hell of a commercial. By, shout out to Burger King. By the and way, hey, regular shout out to Burger King. Go ahead. Yeah. I love Burger King. 
Bro, I was just going to say, I've been going to Burger King so much lately. They have really stepped their game up. They got fresh lettuce on there, fresh tomatoes. Delicious. The The beef is good. The Burger chicken King, sandwich. Money, the chicken oh. sandwich at Burger King. Every time I went to university where you are in Halifax, every mm. time I'd fly home, I, I hope that Burger King's still at that airport. But the, the Halifax airport had a Burger King and I would look forward to getting that chicken sandwich, that Burger King classic chicken sandwich. It's delicious. Mm. It's amazing. All right. I'll, I'll get it. But I've been diving. I'm, I'm a two Whopper Junior guy. That's my order. Two Whopper oh. Juniors, no fries, nothing else. Cup of water, you know. Cup of water, delicious. huh? Yeah. You don't want to delve into the sodas. I don't want to drink my calories, man. I'm real strict about that stuff. Bold. I'm already eating two Junior Whoppers, dude. I got to make this, you know, level off somehow. I kind of think if I'm going to hit some fast food, like yeah. there are going to be repercussions. I may as well go big. Well, I go, I go kind of semi regularly, so I got to really moderate myself. Oh, yeah. It's not like a yeah. <laughs> you keep the level. All right. I'm like twice a week at Burger King right now. What's your favorite? All right, so uh, like I, I, if I'm going to hone it to three, McDonald's, yeah. Wendy's, Burger King, where okay. rank them. I got right now. We're going to go right now. Burger King's number one. Second's got to be McDonald's. Third is actually a pizza place, which is, which is basically fast food, but not really fast food. So those are my three. Those are my main. I hit a, I hit the, each one of those usually once a week. But you didn't answer the question. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. Oh, but from those three? three? Yeah, oh. rank, rank them. I got to go Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I haven't been to a Wendy's in a long time, man. I'm Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King. Mm. But but I love Burger King. Okay. But Wendy's, the square patty. Yeah. Flavor's got nowhere to hide. Really? It hides in the corners, but I'm already there. But you're in there. Yeah. yeah well, I know. Yeah. All I right. Well, it. I'll tell you what. I will I will um substitute my my Burger King for a Wendy's. Just are there went like where's that. a Wendy's out in Halifax? I'm sure there are. I'll yeah, there's one on. I'll, listen, there's I will one find on. One. There used to be yeah. one on Quinpool next to the superstore. Oh yeah, that's that's been there forever. That's been there for like a long time. Yeah, since I since I lived there. Oh yeah, when I was growing up, it was there. So. Yeah, but um, I'm not sure where we're going. But but <laughs> back to this. Back to yeah, this back piece. To this thing. Yeah. Yeah, back to this piece of, uh, and I want to say, of all of the weirdly awkward cliches that the story hits, the one where his former smoking hot girlfriend, uh, Alicia Vikander, who's the daughter of his mentor, the great chef, I think, Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jean-Luc, who is dead. <laughs> by the way but you know, which is a which is a like i'm going to segue off a great scene when he just meets this arbitrary guy who has his own restaurant and he's like yeah. when john du luke died and you, you just see bradley yeah. cooper go like and he's like oh you yeah. didn't know it's like all but, right but bro though at the very <laughs> end when she comes in she bails him out and then yeah. she hands him Jean-Luc's knives. The knives, yeah. These are the knives of your master. Yeah. Go, young Jedi. You now have the strength to <laughs> complete your quest. You know what I mean? And then it was just, yeah, it was just, you could see all the little delineations. Okay, this is when, uh, there's like in screenwriting, there's actually, like, this is the mid, like, this is the inciting incident. 
this is kind of like turning away from the quest. This is the midpoint. This is, you know, in, when you go into the into the darkness of the valley, which is that was when the they thought they had lost the Michelin stars. To, okay, um, right when been... when Michelle has like, so here's a great take on that yeah. scene. The the scene where they lose the Michelin star is one of my favorite scenes because that was a great scene. That was Mich- a good scene. Michelle, yeah, literally they cook the food, right? Mm-hmm. Michelle makes the sauce. Mm-hmm. He puts the sauce down. He puts the cayenne pepper in there, and then he holds it in his hand for about what what in in cinema time's got to be twenty minutes. Yeah. And then he's like, it's Guyan Pepel. And it's like, you had that in your hand the whole time. You're going to get a rash, dude. Like, this is insane. But that's that's part of old school Hollywood filmmaking is, is you have to show a visual of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. He can't just uh, say. You yeah. cut me red handed. <laughs> red handed. Exactly. But yeah. These these are old school weird things that like we find that weird now because you're like what the do you think I'm an idiot like what are you doing you know and it's also like what did you expect you verbally abuse this guy for the yeah. entirety of the movie like he's supposed yeah. to be your right hand guy and he forgave you for destroying his life and then yeah. A little too quickly, by the way. Yeah, yeah. There should have been a bit more uh, convincing, you know. It, it's okay. Um, I, 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 you only... ruined my life, but you know you are kind of charming, bro. So yeah, I think you, I'm you, in, man. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back with you. Yeah, it's like yeah, I mean, I'm and, in. And Bradley Cooper's like, oh, okay, cool. Like I, that's totally fine. I guess as like an arrogant piece, of, an arrogant prick, yeah. he's gonna just be like, all right, everyone loves me. But um, the only character that I thought was actually kind of like somewhat interesting and they didn't go into him at all was Max. The guy that he picks up out of prison. He's the meat guy. I'm glad you mentioned that. In our one of our bits is spinoff. That should have been. This really should have been Max's story. Do A former chef gets out of prison, has to rebuild his life. Well, I want a realistic, but having it realistically go through the like, like what the the bear is right now, you know? What I yeah, mean? yeah. They they go through probation, uh, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Like he literally, I think he went to prison according to this what they said in the dialogue yeah. for slicing a guy's nose off or something. Well, the guy apparently, I haven't written my notes. He plated the monkfish. He plated the monkfish upside down. Upside down. So and my man, off. my man lost it. My man really yeah. lost it up in there. Yeah. yeah. So he gets out of prison wearing a pristine bell staff trial master jacket, like looking totally le- like slick. Everyone looks that's, very. That's how good you know. That's movie. how you know he's a chef. That's how you know yeah. he's a chef. He's, he's a great chef. chef. He's yeah. wearing a seven hundred fifty dollar jacket. You know, he's just very. And then Bradley Cooper, they just he shows up on this like. Ducati, and he's like, "Oh, uh-huh. nice bike. Where'd you get that?" He's like, "It's Michelle's. He lent it to me." Yeah, it's like this. Not you good. Re- Not good. All these things could have been edited out. I don't care where he got the motorcycle. If he's riding a motorcycle, great, good on him. Here's the thing. I think what changed the game was the movie Moneyball. <laughs> that was the first sports movie that really got into the details of yeah. how these things work. It was it, the authenticity of it. And yeah. I think audience, if they had made this in an authentic way, 
Like yeah. this is what really happens in the kitchen. And these are like the real intricacies and details of what goes on. And then, you know what I mean? Like that would have been way more interesting, I feel like, you know? Yeah, I think so too. If they had taken a macroscopic lens to it. Yeah, and, like and, like when they were talking about how Michelin stars are awarded, that little ex explanation, if they could have done that for a lot of these things, like this is what happens when, when the fish comes in like this. This is what happens when this happens. And like, and explain certain things in the sauce. Most people do this with this uh, with their carbonara. I actually yeah. like to do this, which makes it a little bit better. You yeah. Know? Like stuff like that. Yeah. And there were glimpses of that. Like, so for example, when he meets Sienna Miller, he tells her he, she's making cacio e pepe, cacio e pepe, which, which I, I'm going to put the recipe up for this. It's a very overdone dish. And I think, um, oh. but well, what are we going to call it then? Well, we'll call well, it overdone, overdone cacio e pepe. Well, let's call it ubiquitous cacio e pepe. Um, <laughs> Because that, I mean, Babish has done it. Uh, everyone's done it. Cacio e pepe, though, if you can cook it well, it's like the French omelet. Or you know, there are a few things that we've featured on this show. Uh, well, if you, we should we should start a um, a, a segment called I'm not sure what, but like we've already got an omelet. We've got breakfast handled for our yeah. listeners, right? This could be dinner handled to look impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it's to, a, it, to, this is the fool your friends into thinking you're a great chef. But uh, it's segment. It's, it's not an easy dish. Oh, it's okay. three ingredients. Most pastas in Italy, like most of the classics, yeah. uh, aglio uh e pepe, carbonara. You know, a lot right. of these kind of these dishes are like three or four ingredients. Cacio mm -hmm. e pepe is literally pecorino, ground pepper, like grated pecorino. Pepper, pasta, water, maybe some olive oil, I think. Um, mm -hmm. I forget. But you basically, you're creating an emulsion with the pasta sauce. It's heavy on the pepper. And Bradley Cooper's like, you toast the pepper, which is true. It's a, it's a, that's a truth. They, he clearly talked to, and I know that from doing, for doing research for this movie, he, you could tell he, he talked to Gordon Ramsay, like apparently he sh shadowed Gordon Ramsay for a little while. And you could tell because um, he's like, yeah, yeah. And if you watch Gordon Ramsay on TV, he's always he's like, yeah. Are you paying attention to me? Yeah. Like it's just that like bravado that I don't know if that exists in a kitchen anymore. We talked about this when we did uh, Ratatouille mm -hmm. and that like are these kitchens with the like the flames and the anger and the rage. And I think they get into it a little bit. He talks about a little bit, like when they're talking about how they call the frying pan, she says the commies call the frying pan drawer, the museum, because it's an old way of cooking. And he's right. Railing against uh, sous vide, the whole movie. You yeah. notice that? Like he's very yeah, anti yeah. sous vide. Even when he gets wasted, he puts the bag on his head. And he's like, ah, you know. That, that was yeah. I had a weird anger towards sous vide. Which he really was, hates I, sous vide. I, that was kind of weird, right? <laughs> like, what is but that? it's it's funny because there are a series of there. I've talked to chefs. I I used to be related to one who, when I told them I bought a sous vide, they were like, "Well, that's not real cooking." Oh, okay. And it's it's so like. All right, there you I, go. Chefs don't like sous vide. Well, no, no, hang on. Pump the brakes. I mm. said, I said, you know, this person was a chef years ago. 
But like anything, like somebody who works in technology, if you work in computers and you're not always up to date on the latest thing going on with computers, you're just going to be a, a fossil, right? right? It moves quickly. Cooking is the same way. Sous vide came around, you know, a few decades ago, uh, and it was big in kitchens, and it made sense in kitchens. Basically, you you put it in a bag, you warm it, you let it, and it can just sit there for hours until you need it. Then you pull it out, you sear it, and it's done and out. Like it made it sped things up in the kitchen. It was invented in France. Then it became very popular in home use, and it actually kind of caught on. And a lot of oh, chefs... Oh, the, the, the YouTube guy who does the sous vide channel is killing sous, it, man. Sous vide everything? Oh, my God. That guy's Love killing, that man. guy. Yeah. That guy's great. Um, him and his he's, buddies, he's, yeah, they all tasted in the end. He's yeah. very funny. Um, yeah, good guy. But so th- this person was like, oh, no, real kitchen uses sous vide. I'm like, go to any restaurant in downtown Toronto right now, and I guarantee you they're using sous vide. Because it makes a lot of sense. It, it's very smart. The only thing about sous vide that's not great is it's wasteful. There's these plastic bags that you you can get reusable ones. I I don't know. I I like it. I use it for certain things. Um, there are certain things that are just easier to cook otherwise. But his anger against sous vide in this movie is very... like. And then Sienna Miller brings it in and he's like, oh, I guess I can do it. And he keeps being like, it's a condom. It's a condom. Uh, I don't know. It's weird. It's very, it was a very dated thing because most kitchens use sous vide now. Sorry to kill the mood with my sous vide rant. Well, you know, it was kind of an endorsement, uh, I I think. Well, yeah, absolutely. As far as I can tell, yeah. Um, Sous vide is great. Um, Very easy. Yeah, I think that actually is a great metaphor for what this film is. This film is trying to cling to the past, but the world has moved on. We're mm-hmm. more sophisticated now. We expect more now. You know True. What I mean? So I, I think the sous vide machine is a great metaphor for that. And I mean, look, the, the movie was entertaining. Don't get me wrong. There were moments <sighs> in it that I was entertained. There's a lot of great, great the food. food po- the food yeah. porn was fantastic. A lot Truly of great fantastic. food porn. Yeah. We can't take that away from the movie. If you're into food porn, this is a movie for you. Phenomenal food porn. Like that scene in the beginning where he he hoodwinks uh, uh, Uma Thurman into coming in and messing, like basically taking over a multi-million dollar restaurant. Um, yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> that was truly ridiculous. But very the, but, unbelievably ridiculous. You know. But the gro- like, the grouse he uh, cooks. My the gra- God. the grouse he cooks, and then I think it was it looked like it was either halibut, turbot, or cod with the mm-hmm. cucumber slices like armored onto it. Right. That looked that was like beautiful looking food. Yeah, yeah. Incredible just, looking food. It looked delicious. If that was the director doing that, or whoever the second unit whoever shot that, shout out yeah. to you. Perfect. Phenomenal job, you guys. The, well the, the guys who did the food shots. And whoever was actually preparing the food and choosing the food, the actual food in this movie, uh, second to none, tremendous. Yeah. All of it, all around, looked delicious, looked immaculately plated. Food pornography level 11. Sky awesome. high. It Sky looked high. like Michelin starred food. Like I've eaten three Michelin star restaurants and mm. the level of presentation that they bring 
sometimes is even like to the point where you're like, this is kind of ridiculous. Like I had, I, I once we, my wife and I ate at a restaurant in Amsterdam, a three Michelin star restaurant in Amsterdam. And they brought us a dessert in a box. Like it was like a wooden box and they opened it with mirrors everywhere. And I was just like, <laughs> can I just eat the cupcake there? Or do I have to do like say a prayer? Or like, what do I do with this? And, and he's like, no, the entire box is edible. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like chewing on wood for an hour. You're like, this isn't that good. Um, yeah. But they did get it right in this movie. Like going back to what you were saying about how, um, how on point you have to be as a three Michelin star restaurant. It's not just the food, it's the mm-hmm. service. Um, I went to a three Michelin star restaurant in Hong Kong, uh, in Kowloon, actually, on the other side. And um, I, w- I went to like, I was thinking about going to the bathroom and I literally went like this to like stand up and somebody was instantly behind me, like pulling my chair out from under me. Oh my God. Like they were at the point where I was wondering if they had read my mind. It was that weird. Um, I went to another three Michelin star restaurant in Italy, in Florence, where they had a water sommelier. No. And I was like, what old guy? How old was this guy? It was a young fella. And he knew a whole bunch about water, but I just wanted tap water. Okay. And he wouldn't give me tap water. And I had to buy the water. So it kind of came off as a scam in the end. Well, how many options did you have for water? Like did an, he recommend? an entire book of water. Did, did he recommend anything? Did he give you recommendations? Yeah, he gave me recommendations. And then well, I. What split, did he recommend and, and why? Like sparkling, you know, this one. I don't remember. And then mm. at the end, I said, What's your cheapest water? Oh, you insulted this guy's entire existence, son. <laughs> I don't son. care. It's water. <sighs> it's, it's water. Come Not on. to this man. To this man has a goddamn the, career. He's made a career out of it. He's feeding, I, his, he's feeding his family based on something that you were dismissing. You were dismissing this man's career. I don't think you should do that. That's okay. But bad let's, karma on your part. Let's, let's, be, let's, let's get this right down Main Street. How okay. much, like, can you taste the differences between waters? Look, I don't want to upset the uh, water sommelier lobby, for one. Don't want to do that. All right. Can I taste a difference in water? Sure, I can taste a difference in water. But would I like someone to possibly inform me, to help me out a little bit, a a water tutor, (laughs) someone with experience who who has gone to water sommelier school? Yeah. At a three Michelin star restaurant? Yes, I would like that guy to exist. Why not? Yeah, but I what if I, give me right. the most expensive one? I want the most expensive one with whatever I'm drinking. And you, you want the like why that's the right one? The Himalayan yak piss water. Yeah, that's what you're after. You want the 100%. real hundred yeah. percent. Yes, sir. Yes, I like. I would like to see the water sommelier give me a direct comparison between like Dasani, Aquafina, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just like really explain the notes. I can tell you two. that right now. I can tell you that right now. Dasani, it's the water that you get that collects on the walls of showers that gets collected. That's Dasani. That's okay? Dasani. And Aquafina. Yeah. Aquafina is the water that collects th- that it goes through gutters. Like when it rains really hard, it goes through gutters. And it goes through three filters only. Of gutters. Trash. Yeah, and, and the gut and the and the, the finest filter you can actually stick your pinky through. So that's the <laughs> finest filter of the three. 
All right. That's Aquafina. What was the so, other one? Sorry. Well, you did Dasani, Aquafina, yeah. and I didn't. I didn't really have a third. Okay. Um, well, that's what uh, that's what those are. Okay. Okay. What's your favorite? Yeah. If you had to go for a bottled water, I'm a tap right. guy. I'm a big tap guy. Yeah, me too. I like tap too. Toronto tap is delicious. Some of the finest water in the world. I'll but take it, tap everywhere except America because you never know down there. So. Well, yeah, it's certain parts for sure. Yeah. Uh, or, or Mexico. I'm not going to do it in Mexico. Yeah. Right. Can't Which do Mexico. I think oh, sorry, it, sorry, sorry, sorry to Mexico. We apologize, I've never, I've, I, I have drank the water in Mexico and I've never had an issue, but I've right. seen other people. Maybe I just have a stomach. I don't know. But what, uh, like, okay, bottled water, if you had, if you're in a store and you're looking at the wall, what yeah. brand, what brand are you grabbing? I, I think you're getting laughed at if you take anything other than Perrier, man, at this point. I mean, oh, so you're a carbonated water kind of fella. Well, if I'm going to buy it, like, again, I'm a tap guy, but if I have to buy one, I think I got to go Perrier. Otherwise, and you you're take freaking dilettante or some kind of philistine you know and you take perry over san pellegrino so you're a french water guy over the italian yeah. water yeah the san pellegrino there's something about it that i find objectionable that i can't put my finger on uh, unless they want to sponsor us in which case i enjoy it thoroughly in which case, but, yeah if look yeah. if we could if we could get a san pellegrino see i'm a san pellegrino guy yeah yeah i like no, I, I like I, I wish i like san pellegrino because it's cooler than perrier Interesting. I, I, yeah, it's a little more like counterculture, isn't it? It's a little bit more hipster, but it's the right level. I feel like. Yeah, uh, it's just my hipster. Com- my comfort. It's just hipster enough. Yeah, yeah. I really do wish I liked. I've I actually tried it a couple times to try to make myself. You know how like teenagers used to try to make themselves smoke cigarettes because you have to because it's disgusting. You have to like make yourself do it. I tried to make myself like San Pellegrino, like some teenager trying to smoke. No, I loved cigarettes, so that one that analogy went right over my head. Oh, um, no one likes their first cigarette. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Are you kidding? You have loved to force yourself. Loved you did it. not. You did I not. Loved it. Really? Every every cigarette. Loved the fir- it. the first one you liked. Sure, why not? Maybe you know what? Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just, maybe. just or maybe I'm just enough. maybe I'm just nuts. Um, okay. All right. So mm-hmm. we covered water. I'm good. I'm glad we're not going so through this movie. This is a very pro-smoking podcast, by the way. We <laughs> encourage smoking. Don't do um, not smoke. Do not smoke. Horrible. Cigarettes. Cigarettes mostly. Um, do not. That's smoke. not true. I I do not smoke. Jeremy apparently used to smoke. Uh, I did. He's a bad person. I quit. Very bad person. Okay. I quit. How long did you smoke for? <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna expose myself. Uh, long, long, let, me, let me ask. Let, let me ask you one thing: the years you smoked is that is that a longer period of time than the years you have not smoked in your life? Percentage wise, your smoking mm, years compared to like your non-smoking years. No, I put it. I put it about fifty-fifty. That's still a lot. Yeah, but every year it's getting. Uh, every like year I don't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except okay. for every, every now and again, I'll slip up. Oh, so what makes you slip up? Just social scenarios or whatever right really okay so if you're at a party you're partying you're, you're feeling yeah, good you just yeah, light one why not why not you know okay um the the addiction no longer holds for me so you can just right. have one and whatever uh, it's well, an listen, in, it's a little indulgence right it's like if, uh yeah yeah if this podcast blows up 
I'm going to move back to Toronto and hold many social events. And it would be my goal to get Jeremy <laughs> get me back, back on the Thanks, back man. on the smokes. Yeah. I appreciate That's the kind it. of friend I am. That's the kind of friend I am. I yeah, I encourage it. bad habits like that. I do. <laughs> All right. So uh, we we veered wildly off topic. Um Right, right. But let, um let's not let's not go minute by minute, but there are some key food scenes in this movie that do right. need to that do need to be addressed. All right, let's go for it. What, what, what caught your attention? I, I wrote them all down, but I'm not sure. So the the cache pepe scene we've already talked about. Oh, that's critical character builder. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, yeah, important you scene go. sets up mm-hmm. Sienna Miller as a good cook because, like I said, if you can cook cacio, you're a good mm-hmm. cook. Like if yep. you can cook it right, because um, it's hard. It's a very easy, simple sounding dish, but it's very hard. Um, uh, let's see the the grouse and the the white fish, which I kind of think it was turbot or or halibut or some sort of tilapia. Sienna Miller served turbot to her daughter. That's she right. Said it was her favorite. So so that's another one that that so when she he gets flips out in the restaurant, yeah, and he gets angry at uh, the the Irish kid who looks like the Flash there, um, right for the potatoes. And then he gets angry at him, and he makes her apologize to the turbot. And mm-hmm. then in a scene later, this shows her character when she's serving it to her daughter. It shows it's a very it's actually the only device driven plot point in this movie, I think, where it shows that she's actually a very motivated person right. because she's still cooking turbot, even though she hates that guy and she left the restaurant. It shows mm-hmm. that she still wants to do it. It was actually one of the smarter uses of food in the movie. Okay, yeah, that was a good use of food. Um, the so th- cake. Oh, so no, I'll say those are too good. Yeah, keep keep going, go ahead. The, cakes, the birthday cake. You're gonna say the cake scene for the daughter. That's a great scene because it shows him softening. Mm-hmm. It shows that he's while he feels like he's the in the boss in that kitchen, the Tony Bellardi can come in and be like, "You're making a cake. Go do it." Right. right, he owns Very, the restaurant. It makes him much more likable. Yeah, you know, the, and the then man when baked a cake for this beautiful young lady here, and and the kid, and then Sienna Miller's off on the side, like getting all moist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, like it's nice. Let's right? just know he's a good guy. He's not all bad. Yeah, yeah he he's got he's a he's a what do they call him? An ogre with a heart of gold. Right. Um, I quick sorry, Jeff. I, I, I no, that actually. Please let yeah. sidebar. So just in my life, I have noticed that, uh, well, in, in this movie, you can see Bradley Cooper is a horrible human being, mm-hmm. but all these people still still seem to be drawn to him. What I've noticed in real life is that a lot of people I know who are, who are really just, they just display a lot of bad behavior. Here's what you do. Here's what these guys do. They're jerks, but every now and then they do something nice and that tricks yeah. people into thinking, oh, underneath all that, he's a good guy. Which is the right direction to go in. Because then the other kind of dudes I've known who are like, they're overly nice dudes. People don't trust them. And then if they F up once and do something jerkish once, they're completely written off. They're like, oh, you're a fake nice guy. It's not. So listen to the kids at home. Be a jerk who's nice every now and then. Be an asshole. Well, it's, it's It's Stockholm syndrome, right? Like it's a very mild Stockholm light. Right. right. 
It's the but but that's very very true. Yeah. Like I should I should I should just identify at this point. I, I'm joking, people. Please don't be jerks. <laughs> just just don't don't be jerks. Oh, I'm not. I'm not kidding. Be it. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, but if, just be fair. Is all I'm saying. Be under, fair. Don't but, be overly but, jerk. Don't be. You know. It's you know. an interesting point you make about society, right? Like it's the bad boy, right? The bad boy image, that kind of thing does, as much as people don't want to admit it, it does resonate. Mm-hmm. If you have an edge, if you're well, kind of an who, edge. Who's dude, the most Who's the most famous chef in the world right now? Gordon Ramsay. Is it Gordon Ramsay? he is a jerk. That man is a jerk. Yeah, but then you see him being like the sweetest dude and you're like, oh. See, see, see what I'm saying? Oh, see what I'm saying? Oh, Gordon. See, see? Oh, you're there so, you you're, go. You're helping the... The ex-cons. Good for yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. giving out turkeys at Thanksgiving. Oh, I, you know that, Gordon? He seems tough, but he's actually a sweetie. This guy is exploiting us all. F this guy, man. If you yes. yell at me like that, Gordon Ramsay, if you get in my face like that, I dare you, sir. Try that with oh, me. Wow. See what happens. I like it. I like yeah. it. He, you're just calling him on to like... Schmidian oh, or cinnamon sandwiches. I would to, love it. Oh, I, I love, it. love it. I'll, it. And you know what? I'll I'll have your back. I cannot. I I watch those things and I'm like, how is this person not slapping the crap out of this guy right now? Well, have you seen I, the like, things? Wh- where were they raised? Where were you raised, man? Have you seen the things he does on TikTok where somebody cooks something and so it's like, hey, Gordon, rate it, and he actually does, and he's like, what mm-hmm. the hell are you doing? No, no, that's because he's an attention whore. That's what he, yeah. like, you know, he's just, he wants the attention. He wants the fame. He's like, I'm sure he's a decent cook, a respectable guy, but he's nowhere near as famous as he should be. Gordon, sorry, Gordon, yeah. Ra- Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. I'm yeah. fairly certain. Yeah. I'm fairly certain he's a very good cook. He's, but he's not the best. <laughs> he, he, yeah. Well, but, who knows? Who, like the guy who mentored him was Marco Pierre White. And Marco mm-hmm. Pierre White was very good. He's okay. still around. And then there was like, Marco Pierre White was the original Hell's Kitchen guy, but he was too mean. Like he was like dark mean. And people oh, were like, oh, geez. And then so they got Gordon Ramsay to do it. Gordon Ramsay's mean, but he's also kind of tongue in cheek about his meanness, I think. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. There was a whole formula to that. And this movie we're talking about yeah. right now literally killed that. Like it literally destroyed that notion of if you want to work in a kitchen, you have to put up with this savage human being Um, because why would you? Why would anyone do that? People people did back in the day, apparently. Oh, and and according to Anthony Bourdain, that was like, uh, yeah, that, that kind of was like how it was, I guess. But like in advertising in the. When you and I got into advertising, it was a lot harsher. I had creative directors that were like, this work is actually a POS. Like, Mm. don't Mm. show this. Now they won't do that. Now they're like, oh, that's nice. We may move forward with it, but you have better work. Right. Like, I know I have better work, but I'm giving you the POS because I got to try everything because I'm trying to make money. (laughs) Here's the thing. There are some films that are known for the great shellackings that certain characters, the verbal, specifically verbal shellackings, like I think the most famous one is Whiplash, where the movie yeah. is literally about that. It's That's what it's about. It's It yeah. was entirely a, 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 a setup 
so that the audience could just endure with this dude all these these harsh criticisms, which is never anything has ever seen before. Like no one's ever, I don't think, I can't imagine, I've never met anyone who's gone through that kind of a, a verbal assault for so long. And so we're kind of intrigued by it. It's almost yeah. like, it's some kind of porn, pornography that I don't think we have a name for yet. No, um, it's like, it's like Schadenfreuden, but even sicker, right? Yeah, like you're just watching yeah. someone just get annihilated. And, and that's the basis of, I think, reality TV. Possibly, but when it's verbalized, like everyone talks about in Glengarry Glen Ross, you know what I mean? That Alec Baldwin scene where he's crapping on these guys. Everyone yeah. talks about in like uh, Full Metal Jacket with the with the sergeant there. Like that's <laughs> like there's something that's about, a great. Like, we we like when when it's really d- done well. We like people getting insulted to their face in the most brutal. Way. I think that's why we like Gordon Ramsay. Actually, that's well, probably where that comes from. What was the Glengarry? It was Glengarry, and then they did the kind. Of, it was almost like a bad remake of it with Giovanni Ribisi and oh, Boiler Room, yeah, Boiler, Affleck yeah, the, with Affleck, the, yeah. And he was like, act as if, act. Yeah. <laughs> or, that was clear. That, that was obviously the, a Glengarry Glengloss rip. Or, or the one guy's sure. like, he's like, how many of you are SCSC licensed? And the guy's like, I am. He's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we only yeah. want. We're training. We're not. Yeah, that, that actually that's one of Affleck's best roles. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I enjoyed that movie a lot in a lot of ways. Yeah. It wasn't a terrible film. People, yeah. people, for some reason, we like watching people getting dressed down. Um, I, I I'm also, not sure why, but I, also I guess it like, is Schadenfreude, you know. I think Glengarry Glen Ross and Boiler Room to that extent. It's not so much dressing down the people; it's watching the guy have that power. Mm-hmm. Right. There's something that is aspirational about that. And I think that with the with Burnt and these other chef shows, um, I think that kind of made people want to be in that industry. Like what kind of person is attracted to that kind of well, somebody uh, that wants somebody that's probably deeply insecure and wants okay. to be. That's the, me, for sure. Sure. Wants to be the berator, not the beretee. Yeah. Right? So how long are you willing to put up with being the beretee until you get to be the berator? And then and then now so, so, like, so it's so it's just a cycle of verbal abuse that goes on. You get you get verbally abused once you get to the executive chef level, you feel like, all right, it's my turn. I'm gonna give these guys what I got. Or I'm sure a certain percentage are like, you know what? When I get to be an executive chef, I am not doing that. F that. I don't want to be that guy. You know? Same thing with creative directors. Yeah. Right? How many times have you you had your portfolio just destroyed by some guy? Oh, all the time. Because that guy is a prick. But then you say to yourself, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then then I turn around and go destroy some kid's book just because I'm having a bad day. Yeah, no, that's not nice. You have to be constructive, you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I, I never have and I never will. I don't I don't feel that that does any yeah. good for anyone. I just think we're all adults, man. Like, we can talk without emotion. We can just kind of, like, be honest with each other without actually resorting to to the, I guess... Well, in, in offices, it's not really this direct. In offices, it's more passive-aggressive, which still comes off as annoying maybe more so than being direct aggressive about it but 
Yeah, I don't, I don't like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't do well with passive aggressivity. Um, okay. Yeah. Other food yeah. scenes. Yeah, I, I imagine. I imagine you wouldn't chair. I imagine you wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I see what I did there? See, see yeah, that little I, way I talked to you right there? That was well, like well play. I was saying f you without saying f you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 You're full. You're full of yeah. Listen, <laughs> in the house I grew up in, you had to be a black belt in passive aggressiveness. Passive aggressivity. <laughs> you, you really Ooh, now can't. we're getting into Paul's personal life. All right, here we go. Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. love it. Yeah. I love it. No, I know all about it. I know all about it. Um, uh, other food but, scenes, other food scenes. Yeah, yeah. So that is a little, I guess, examination on, I don't know, a genre, I guess, but there, there is a trope in movies where you take someone and you dress them down, which this yeah. movie was a part of. Again, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross was famous for that. Boiler Room was famous for that. Whiplash, most famous for that. Yeah. I think, I believe also Swimming with Sharks, which was a movie with Kevin Spacey who in a foreshadowing of reality meets movies plays a jerk from Hollywood who gives his assistant heck for two hours and then screws him over in the end. Some amazing dressing down scenes in that movie. So yeah. if you're into seeing people getting yelled at, there's a couple movies out there for you. Maybe we'll put a list together uh, in the next episode if I can think of it. So we'll put that in the show notes. Um, great Hollywood movies where people are getting uh, their ass handed to them. So that's, on, though. but that scene where Bradley Cooper dresses down the entire room was actually yeah. one of the it's, most cringy, awkward scenes in a movie. Uh, it's, it's just like, I get, I get it, but it was just like, oh, yeah, it was so cringy. Oh, it was just, I, oh, it was over prepared. Like he just, it just that, seems so forced by him, like completely yeah. unnatural. Just like you are fake, sir. You are and, a fake person right now. And someone at that level of rage is not yeah. going to have that well prepared a speech or pronunciate that well the yeah. way he was pronouncing the word. Like, it was yeah, just, he just looked completely out of place, like just not buying it at all. Oh, yeah, and like making uh, Michelle eat the weird scallop, and like it's just like I get it, I get what you're trying to portray <sighs> him as, but you didn't need to take it there. Um, no, no, and then that could have been done so much better. I don't the know next, if it was better written or something, you know. Literally, the next day after being physically abused in the workplace he grabbed her mm. by the collar and like shook her she comes back like the next day yeah that can't that can't fly that's not that's, gonna fly man that's a lawsuit at best that, that's not gonna happen yeah that's that's not cool anymore man like we can't be doing that yeah that's that's assault and, um, and also as soon as the, the first interaction with sienna miller I mean, everyone knew they were going to get to, they were going to, everyone knew they were not going to get along at first. And then eventually they were going to, you know, start holding hands and kissing. We all knew that. We Every single human being knew yeah. that. Surprise and delight me here. Movie about food, which I wish I loved, but I really don't. Dude, honestly, you know what would have been a better plot? <sighs> if he had hooked anything, up. Anything. Literally if anything. He had, if he had hooked up with Tony Bellardi. Yeah. He's like, my therapist said you're in love with me. Let's get it on. And then the two guys went at it. Like, right. That that would have been at least in, interesting. I wouldn't have Throw seen that. Throw me a curveball out here. In Give these, me something. Yeah. In these food <laughs> movie streets, people. Come on. 
Let's do uh, something but, with Bradley Cooper, who is definitely not gay. We are definitely not saying that. No, Bradley we're Cooper not saying gay. it. But we, as a show, make a firm stance here and now that Bradley Cooper is not gay. That's what we say. Well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to get. Loved. Maybe he is, and this no, no, is no. not libelous. There's no way. There's no way Bradley <laughs> Cooper is gay. You understand me? Okay. Don't even try. Don't even let. Listen. Whatever you're saying, don't say. Because Bradley Cooper is not gay. So please continue. Paul is saying one thing. And if any legal, if there's I thought any, we were, I thought we were through this. I thought I we were through not, this. Jeremy, I, I am do not, not call that. Going, do not, do not say. Anything I say about Brad Cooper's sexual preference is purely speculative. And, okay. and, and an assumption and is no way. Bro, uh, you're going to get in so much trouble for this. You are going to get like, you better. You're going to get in trouble, man. They're gonna cancel you. <laughs> okay, just, uh, just say, just bro, just say he's not gay. Just I'm not. I'm not doing it. Bradley, you have to say it's his personal preference. We're gonna get. They're gonna take us down. Okay, sure. Yeah, Bradley Cooper, not gay. Not gay. He's not. not gay. Thank, th- all right. Thank you very much, Jar. All right. Back to the. Back to the. Unless I don't know wants, why you went on that weird tangent like that. Like, what unless, was that? Unless he wants to be. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, no. other big food right. scenes, there is a French omelet scene, and it is a very good French omelet scene. I'm not going to lie. Okay. It's a weird scene in the movie. Was it, was it better than the ratatouille French omelet? The French omelet itself was better. The scene, though, as a French omelet, compare the two French omelet scenes. Uh, the ratatouille scene was better. The French omelet in this scene looked tastier. The real um, French omelet looked better than the cartoon 3D French omelet. Yes. For the and, record. And so Montgomery, so Bradley Cooper has lost his mind. Um, mm-hmm. He's struggling with his sexuality. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, he's not. No, he's, <laughs> no, he's not. Shut up. Shut up. Bradley Cooper Shut has lost his mind. He, he's drinking. He, you know, he fell apart, which, by the way, was a clause of his therapy that if he did fall off the wagon or get on the wagon or whatever the hell the term is. Um, he would lose the restaurant, lose everything. Yet they just glossed over the fact that he didn't. Um, right. He shows up at that restaurant. He tries to kill himself with a sous vide bag, and then his buddy Montgomery Reese, his rival, uh, cuddles him gently, and then cooks him an omelet in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which it looks like a great omelet. It's a very tasty looking omelet. Uh. The only thing about this scene that really irks me is not the omelet. It's the Bradley Cooper is probably pretty hungover at this point. Like he went yep. out on he went out on a rip. He had a good night. And if I'm hungover and somebody is smoking while I eat an omelet, like a hot omelet with just an espresso and he's just smoking. Yeah. No. That's it's not gonna dis- work. That's a very disgusting scenario. Oh, Horrible. And this is coming from a person who admittedly loved smoking when you smoked, right? So even, well, yeah, even but back I ne- then, when you were smoking. I, ne- I never smoked when I was hungover. Okay. Couldn't do it. The French omelet espresso setup looked really impressive, though. It looked um, like a good hangover cure. I will say this. If you wake up 
and you eat a French omelet and, and, an and drink an espresso, I think that makes you just, just by that fact alone, that one meal choice, I think that makes you cooler than 75% of dudes. Oh, just in society. In society, yeah. Like the oatmeal guy's got nothing on you? No, I think you got him. I think you got him as far as coolness goes. <laughs> so if you're in an action movie mm -hmm. and you're like, I ate a French omelet and espresso for breakfast. Right. You're the are now the badass in the movie? Well, now it complicates things because now I gotta think of action movie rules. Because I'm in a different world uh, now. I've I was thinking in, in the real in, world. Yeah. Oh, just I was in thinking action. in the real world. Action so, movie. Uh, yeah. No, you got to do something horrible for breakfast in an action movie. The Like Schwarzenegger in End of Days, he puts a bunch of stuff in a blender. All right. And drinks it. You know, like, like drink, pizza. Or like a thing of apple. Egg, like raw eggs. Raw egg. Yeah. And a scoop of protein. And he blends that and drinks it. And then Stallone and Cobra famously comes back into his very modern 80s condo, opens a pizza box, and takes a slice of pizza and cuts it in half with a slice with some scissors. Yeah. And just eats like the tip of a pizza slice for breakfast. No one knows why, but it's always something not good, you know? Yeah. For action 80 stars in the action stars in the 80s. Food in action movies is very weird. We should probably ha delve having into a bad that yeah, yeah, having a bad breakfast was like a must if you wanted to be an 80s action star. It was yeah, a, it was a trope. You couldn't well, have a good breakfast. You just couldn't. It's hard to start your day that way, right? Like they, they start their day wrong and so then their day usually goes poorly. We go yeah. we we've we've danced around this topic many many times. If you have start we? your day right, you're going to have a good day. If you start oh, your day wrong with just yeah. the tip of some old pizza that you've cut with scissors, you're going right. to have a bad day. Right. Pulp fiction proved this. That was our Pulp famous fiction. Pulp Fiction realization. Yeah. So, don't 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 sleep on breakfast. Literally, don't sleep. Who's this is we need the breakfast agency in the line right now. That's we the are, line. We are revisiting don't, this topic. Whoever is the agency that represents big breakfast out there, here's the line. Don't sleep on breakfast. Don't do it. Send me the check, people. That's that's the line. I gotta get that as a URL before someone snaps it up. Don't sleep. I get the yeah. I get the YouTube thing too. Yeah. Don't sleep um, on back breakfast. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, very, very, yeah. But again, action movies is the opposite of the real world in that the, the bad breakfasts are good. Real world French omelet and espresso for breakfast French makes you cooler than seventy five percent of the dudes in I would say North America. And look, America. if you're having a basic French omelet, like if no cheese, no nothing, just like egg, yeah, and salt, pepper, and like some maybe if you have the time, some chives cut up on that. Yep. Um, yeah. that's not a terribly unhealthy breakfast. That's no. pure pure protein. It's healthy. It's cool. Um, yeah. And you, I think you're washing it. You're washing it down with an espresso. Pinky up. Always, whenever you drink espresso or any other, if you're using if you can, that, if you can put your pinky up on any drink, you should put the pinky up. I'm a pinky up guy. It's always like it, for me when I have an espresso. I have an espresso machine only because I like to do this. Every time I drink an espresso, I feel like I'm a Sopranos character in front of Satriales, just like yeah, having an espresso. Like that's yeah. The, I don't even like espresso that much. I don't hate it, but no, but the the energy it gives you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and you're, I, in, you're in it for the energy. 
Yeah, I'm in it for the. I'm in it for the. You know, I'm Christopher Moltisanti in front of Satrials, right? Like exactly. You're, this is what I'm doing, Michael. You, you feel like a cool guy. You feel like yeah. a cool dude. You know. Yeah. So, I I I think there's something to this. We got We got to start doing that. Um, other than that, the food scenes in this movie. Did you, anything else come to mind? Whew. Um, the the fact that he didn't dine with his staff during the family the family meals the family dinners yeah. always seemed I, to be some kind of quiche. Was or, it or oh. pie based, like a meat pie or a quiche? There was always okay. a pie and a salad. I don't know if that's a truth. I've I never worked in a kitchen, so I don't know if family meal is that. But there was you're right, it was a good plot point in that mm-hmm. he never got in, he never engaged with them as a family. Um he was always kind yeah. of their overlord until he started to and then it became a working cohesive kitchen. I just wish they had spent a little bit more time discussing the food around the family dinners because I think that would have been a good comparison to the things they serve as to what they actually eat. Yeah. So I it wish lo- they had done more with that. That that was a cool thing. I wish they had done more. A nice detail they could have gotten more into. It looked good. Yeah. I really, man, do you remember it, his, his arch nemesis, Reese, Yeah. when he's at his lowest point where he's passed out in this man's kitchen and now he's hung over and he reese gives him an omelet and he's talking to him <laughs> he grudgingly says to him you're the best yeah yeah like we like, need this we is need ralph you. macchio in the karate kid you <laughs> yeah. are the best you know what i mean Without no one else you, can do this you're the we best we won't know where to go right yeah it, it goes yeah. i guess it goes back to that like lesbians want him gay Every guys pe- want him yeah, it's old school. Like, t- if Tom Cruise could write a movie about him being a chef, this is what it would be. You're the best. All these people want to have sex with you. You know what I mean? Like, everything you do is the best. But your own problem is yourself. That's your. Pro- that's the issue you have. Everything else you're great at. But if you just yeah. get out of your own way, no other human being can really challenge you. The only challenge yeah. is in your mind, man. That's how good you are. And they kind so. of, they actually, just to button it back to the beginning, he kind of alludes to that in the beginning when he says, my mentor, Jean-Luc, says, uh, you know, God created the best recipes and it's our job, like with oysters and apples, and it's our job to like try and perfect them. Yeah. So like he basically <laughs> states right off the bat, he's trying to be a God. And then everything yep. about him is godlike throughout this movie. Yeah, this I de- like I call this the Tom Cruise school of filmmaking, where like even in War of the Worlds, where he plays an, a crane operator on a, on a what do you call it a shipyard? Yeah, he's like he's like walking away, he's strutting away after he's finished his shift, and his manager is running after him and saying, "Hey, we need you for another eight hours." And he's like, "I can't. I got to see my kid." And the guy's yeah. like, "Come on, you're the only one who can do it. You're the best." Like even if he's playing that guy who operates a crane on a shipyard, he has to be the best. Like he has to be like, no, no, if I'm going to do something, if I'm going to play an osteopath, I got to be the, the best osteopath. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it's like how going back to Fast and the Furious, sorry, I know I go there, but mm-hmm. Vin Diesel, Jason Statham and The Rock all had yeah. clauses in their contracts where any physical fight they were in, they couldn't lose. So whenever yep. the two fought, it would always end in a draw. <laughs> 
eight unless they were yeah. fighting like just like the stormtroopers like they would just kick everyone's ass but but <laughs> so that's it right it's basically yeah. just like an ego driven movie which i didn't think like coming from a guy who pissed himself as a country music star in another film i didn't yeah. think he was that kind of guy i don't think it was him i think it was whoever was in charge of making this movie because this is all in the script level so yeah. i think whoever is making the decisions on the script level which i don't if it was Bradley Cooper, then then yeah, it would be kind of egotistical. I don't know. I, I think it may be might be someone higher up who had probably had had experience with these types of movies in the eighties and early nineties, where it was like straight, just straight up uh, hero's journey type stuff, very stand, standard fare. And there was a there was a formula to it, and he kind of just stuck to his formula that he knew this is all speculation but that's what it seems like yeah yeah no maybe it is bradley cooper maybe it's not but it i don't think he wrote this i just yeah or or, yeah right like with a guy with his with a guy with his various sexual preferences i don't which are all straight (laughs) which are all straight sexual i don't think he wrote this film but i don't know i don't know i didn't okay i didn't care enough to look into it all right that's fair uh, that's all fair. right let's uh i think we've beat this dead horse long enough let's uh yeah let's, let's, I, let's see, I didn't go. want to turn I, like, I really i really don't like having these negative like trash-a-thons no, that other podcasts I, do, but I, do. I really don't want to do that i try to get something positive out of it all the, always you know what i mean if we can at least make it funny, I think that's good. But I, I don't like trashing movies like this, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. But I mean, look, it it, it was it was a miss. It, yeah. it was it was yeah. a total miss. There's not much but, you can but, do. But about we can it. learn. We can learn from it. You know, we can yeah, learn from and it. We give it some suggestions. And look, as a food movie, I'm going to go right off the bat. As a food movie, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it because the food in it was spectacular. And they yeah. did have some very good truths about food in it. So yep. I'm going to give it a... What are we doing? We're out of five, right? We're out of five. No no, no half, no half whatevers. Okay, so I'm going to give it a four out of five as a food movie. Four out of five... Uh, I'm trying to think of what, what rating scale we can use for this movie. I got mine ready to go. You you go ahead. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think of something ridiculous. Four out of five uh, bad therapy sessions. <laughs> Four out of five bad therapy sessions, um, which you know I think I'm being a bit generous. I wanted to give it a three. I can't go halves, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. give it a four because some of that food was shot beautifully, looked mm-hmm. like it tasted good. So as a food movie, four to five. Okay. How about as a movie movie? As a movie movie, I'm gonna have to give that a hard one. Okay. Uh, As a food movie, I got to give it, like you said, four out of five extremely straight Bradley Coopers. (laughs) As a movie movie, I got to give it a two out of five um, robustly straight Bradley Coopers. Robustly. pure heterosexual bradley coopers yeah i just the food i i i love watching food pornography which is yeah. not actually sexual that's not that's not a thing you can get in a porn so i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about i'm talking yeah. about food porn is what i'm talking just, about you, you can see it on youtube for god's sakes but i live for that stuff 
and I really, no one wants to see, <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like one of these schmucks that are like, you know, running for office, like, hey, no one's tougher on crime than me, you know, and then he goes, but like, no one likes a great food movie more than me, and I wanted this to be so good, so bad, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed, Jer, that's all I'm saying, you know, it's fair. I'm just disappointed, I wish it was better, and I think it could be, and I think... I think food porn should be a genre of movies. I really think it should be. I, I you know, I would like to get into it personally. That's why I'm doing yeah, all my not? YouTube stuff. So, if hey, listen, like-minded people out there, if you're into food porn as a genre of movie, please reach out to us. Put some social media out there. Let's make this happen. Food food porn life. This movie could have used a lot of editing, uh, yeah. but I think if they edited, the, but the script it was the script. If they yeah, edited the out all the fluff, out. it would have been a four-minute movie, uh, basically yeah. just toasting to Bradley Cooper's varying sexual tastes. Um, but oh, God. <laughs> what's your what's your uh, if you could have dinner or eat a meal with one character in this film? Huh. Um, I got a guy with our boy who went to jail. What was his name? Was Max. It, uh, Max, yeah, Max from jail. Listen, me and him are going to chop it up. I'm going to get his life rights and write a script about him. And we're going to turn that into a TV show. And yeah, me and Max. I like that dude. Mine would be the incredibly fashionable French international drug dealer, Bonassis, who is the most unintimidating drug dealer I've ever met in my life. Uh, Drives a Range Rover. Um, So he must be very good at selling drugs. Um, It's either him, which probably Mm -hmm. him, or Michelle, because how that guy kept cayenne pepper in his hand that long, I need to know the answer. Well, I think it's great that we both picked uh, people who are either have committed a felony or are committing a felony. That That's cool. Yeah. That's the first for the show. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, we love that. We do love that. Any other uh, loose ends? Food awards? Is there a favorite food, food awards, scene? Food Favorite use of food in the movie? Favorite use of food? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the turbot. The turbot? Yeah. Sienna, Bradley Cooper's turbot? No, oh, Sienna, Sienna, Miller's Miller, Sienna Miller cooking it to yeah. show that because it was actually the only part of this movie where they didn't use dialogue to show someone's character progression, mm. uh, which I think was uh, somewhat helpful. Okay, that's fair. That's decent. I liked um, our boy Max when he got up. What he got, he got thrown in for putting something upside down. The oh the he plated the monkfish upside down. Yeah, the the upside down monkfish as a joke, <laughs> and as the reason our boy Max got thrown in jail. We should. I gotta shout out to, I gotta shout out to the upside down monkfish. If I could find monkfish, we should do an upside down monkfish. Upside down recipe. monkfish. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, oh man. All yeah, right. that's, that was that was good. That was good. Uh, was, I think uh, that's. Everything. I think that. I think we've we've covered it. Uh, this has been the Food Movies Podcast, everyone. As always, we review movies through the medium, through the lens of food, actually. Um, it's uh, it's absurdist film criticism at its finest, and we're the tip of the spear on the absurdist film criticism movement, which is taking over the nation. This has been Burnt. I'm Paul. That's Jeremy. Talk to you later. <laughs>